Hello, everyone. Welcome into your weekly sports breakdown. I'm Asher, joined alongside by Jackson. And today is a special show. Well, it's always a special show, but today's an especially special, special show of specialities. And Jackson, would you like to say why this is such a special show? Yeah, this is a special show because with the NBA season upon us actually set to kick off today, we are now going to have a little bit of NBA content on our yes. podcast. So what we're going to do is since we haven't really seen anybody play yet, preseason doesn't really count, you know, we are going yeah. to draft who we think would make the most formidable team. And keep in mind, this doesn't mean just like draft the best players. This means draft a team that you think would play well together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So it's not just like who has the best fantasy stats. It's who would actually gel and win a championship and stuff like that. Yes. So we're not going to have – You don't want to just take the uh, mm-hmm. like the five highest scorers in the league because someone has to give at some point. They yeah. can't all be the number one guy. Exactly. And you have to have a good variety of like skills. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so that's going to be on, on our show for today. But um, have no fear, um, all of those football fans that came. Uh, we are a weekly sports breakdown. Now, we're not going to talk about all those obscure ones like cricket and cheese rolling and I don't know, whatever those soccer. weird sports are. But uh, <laughs> soccer. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, we're talking about the exciting sports. So sorry, baseball fans. You can check out a different podcast. Yeah. Um, we are going to, yeah, we're going to recap the week 15 games and our predictions and then a little playoff picture. And then like Jackson said, the draft. So mm-hmm. let's just get into it. Um, yeah. So our weekly predictions records are, they're coming together in the last, uh, last couple of weeks. I've been making some progress this week. Jackson went eight and six. I went 10 and four. So if you listen to last, last week's show, I took a couple of upsets and some of them panned out. And, you know, now I'm looking at I'm only three games behind on Jackson and with two weeks left, it's really anyone's game. So it's true. But this yeah. week will be crucial. But check into our next podcast after this. They'll be posted on Saturday. Um, You know. Yeah. yeah. Where we're going to predict the NFL yeah. Yeah. and. I don't know, spend a little bit of time at the NBA, but yeah. So, you know, let's, let's talk about week 15. Um, uh, I don't know. Let's just say the Thursday night game, the Chargers finally pulled it out. I don't think it was anything really about the Chargers. It just showed that the Raiders are not a playoff team. They don't deserve to be in the conversation. They're not going to make it at seven and seven. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next one. We have a really uneventful matchup. The Bills killed the Broncos, which was what was expected. Yeah, and um, the last time the Buffalo Bills made the playoffs, Josh Allen was not alive. So it's been a while, but the Bills are back, and they've clinched the AFC – or not not made the playoffs, won their division. Sorry, won their division. And the Bills have now clinched their division at 11-3. and So speaking of teams that have clinched their division, the Packers – beat the Panthers 24 to 16 in a somewhat troubling fashion because most people thought that this would be a convincing win. I mean, it sort of was, but the, but the Panthers had a couple like shots at the end and they're the Panthers. So they, they mess it up, but you know, the Packers are rolling. They're, they're a good offense. They scored almost all of their points in the first couple, couple quarters. 
or first couple minutes, I think. So, you know, a little bit troubling, but they won. Yeah. Also, um, speaking of teams that have clinched their um, their division, we have the Texans who lost to the Colts. Just kidding. The Texans suck. But anyway, yeah. this is just a game in which the Colts beat pretty handily um, the Texans. You know, the Colts are just like, I wouldn't say they're a Super Bowl contender at this point, in my opinion. But, you know, they're a good, solid team that can um, make a little bit of a run in the playoffs, probably. And the Texans just aren't very good. A little closer than I would have expected it to be. But, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that AFC South, I believe, AFC yeah. South division, the Titans hammering the Lions 46-25. to 25. It was just the Derrick Henry show. He ran for, like, 150 yards. I think he can get 2,000 yards on the season. He's like – he needs to get 300 yards in his last two games. I think wow. that's possible, especially given their schedule. I believe they play Jacksonville or Green Bay or something like that. But, um, yeah, so the Titans and Colts, one of those teams is going to win the division. One of them will probably get the wild card, as I believe they're both clinched at this point. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, on to the next game. We have um, the pecking order of the NFC North being established um, somewhat with the Bears Beating the Vikings by six points, I did not expect this at all. But it looks like the Bears' little, actually very big slump was just yeah. that, a slump. And they're out of it now, um, scoring more points than we have really seen them score all season right now. So I guess they yeah. figured it out and um, beat the Vikings 33-27. to So good for the Bears. Yeah, so um, the Seahawks, the, the football team, it was – not the Seahawks football team, the Washington football team. It was a it was a terrible matchup. It was like twenty to fifteen, no offense. Dwayne Haskins was terrible. Yeah. Um Seahawks <laughs> defense was equally terrible. It was just like it was just I don't know. It was not it was not a fun game. But the Seahawks, you know, they're I mean, Russell Wilson's still an elite QB. He can't be asked to do everything with no ground game to turn to and no defense to help him out so sure. you know when he's facing let's face it, an elite defense in washington the seahawks are not going to put up that many points yeah but they eked out a win because the football team could not really score that much so yeah but yeah, you so know the win. i'm counting this as a football team fan i'm counting this as a victory because we made a game close against one of the better teams in the league with dwayne haskins as our quarterback and without antonio gibson who is um, a really good player. So, I'll, you know, I, I'll take this game. I'm happy with it. But anyway, okay. um, moving on to the next game, we have the Patriots against the Dolphins. This one was completely what I expected. Um, Dolphins made pretty easy work of the Patriots. Um, you know, Dolphins are kind of on the bubble for the playoffs, I think. Like, just like a solid team. Like, pretty good team, I'd say. I believe um, they're in the 7C right now. Yeah, so. They're 9-5. Yeah, might make the playoffs, might not. Patriots is not not a very good team. Had a little bit of a like of like some surprising games recently, but showing that at the end of the day that they're really just not that good. So um yeah, not not the most exciting game. Yeah, um yeah, it was twelve twenty two. It's like yeah, really not that fun. Um anyway, moving on, this game was also, you know, I mean fun if you're a Ravens fan. That's about it, you know. Russ, uh, not Russell Wilson, uh, Lamar Jackson doing things with his arm and his, and his legs and the, and the Jaguars defense was helping him out. And the Ravens won 40 to 14 in exactly what people 
thought would happen. Yeah. Um, next game, we have the Buccaneers winning by six against the Falcons. Four. So, I think that was about what the spread was predicting it to be. Um, you know, just Buccaneers, they, they, just, they just won a solid game. The Buccaneers are, you know, probably looking to be um, uh, like – Maybe like the top wild card for the NFC. Um, and then we have the Falcons who, you know, aren't that They're good. So not, not the most exciting of matchups. Yeah. Um, I don't think that actually covers the Jackson because the Bucks. well, first of all, they won by four. But second, secondly, more Oh, yeah, my eyes are bad. The Falcons Sorry. were up 17 to nothing at halftime. Wow. And they choked away – Another Falcons game against Tom Brady. I did not watch that game. So, so thank hilarious. you for, for uh, yeah. filling me in. It was – Yeah, I did not watch the game either, but I saw on the little – on the bottom that the Falcons were, like, winning 17 and nothing at halftime. And I said, oh, wow, the Falcons are actually going to win this. And then, of course, the Bucks ended up winning. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think this was a Bucks win. I think this was a Falcons loss. Yeah, yeah. And by that, I mean the Falcons were the reason they lost. The Bucks tried everything they had to lose this game, especially in the first half. But then Tom Brady said, oh, wait, I'm facing Matt Ryan. Um, let's have a repeat of what Super Bowl <laughs> yeah, one was or something, whatever. True. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I've used it most of the time for this game. But anyway, the Cowboys beat the Niners in a high-scoring game, 41-33, proving that neither side has a defense and that both teams are terrible because – Look, I mean, the Niners and the Cowboys, it's a storied rivalry, yada, yada, yada. I get all that, but it's just, look, both of these teams suck. The Cowboys actually now sit at 5-9, and nine, one game out of the NFC East. So wow. when it looked like they were all out of the playoffs, the Cowboys could be there here. Yep, could you know. be. But anyway, moving on to the next game, the Cardinals beat the Eagles by seven points. Um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of the Cardinals cementing themselves as, yes, they can make um, the playoffs. Um, just increasing their record to eight and six, which is helpful. Still looking like they're an on-the-bubble team, but, you know, who knows what will happen. Then we have the Eagles, who, um, I guess, also have a shot at the playoffs. Um, but it's it's, yeah, I mean, like, they have a shot at the playoffs. I'd be more, as a football team fan, I'm a little – more scared of the Giants, but um, anyway, yeah, just like a good Cardinals win to keep them in the playoff conversation. And the Eagles are basically in the playoff conversation no matter what, given their division. But anyway, on to the next game. And this one is the best, the best game of the week, definitely. Yes. I mean, yes, Chief Saints is a close game, it was a high scoring game. You could call it the best game of the week, you would be wrong. Because the Jets beating the Rams 23-20. to 20. The Jets, literally the worst team in the league by far. Coming in to Los Angeles and beating a Super Bowl contender in the Los Angeles Rams. That is just amazing. It was, I mean, this game was just incredible. The, I mean, wow, the, the Rams suck. The Jets, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't need Trevor Lawrence, and they're certainly trying their best not to get him um, by winning these games. Uh, Sam Darnold, you know, 
I mean, he, Sam Darnold was really good in this game. So, you know, that, that one was interesting to see. Yes, agreed. Um, anyway, moving on to the next game. Uh, post-game, Chiefs versus Saints. Um, the marquee matchup of the week. Um, maybe even of the regular season in general. Probably the two top teams. I'd say the Steelers kind of have kind of lost in the past few games, to be frank. So I don't think they're really in that conversation anymore. Chiefs and the Saints, yeah. two top teams. This could very well end up being the Super Bowl matchup. The Chiefs cementing themselves as the um, the kings of the league for now. But whether or not that stays um, remains to be seen in the playoffs. But the Chiefs are looking really, really, really good. My money's on them to win the Super Bowl after this game. Yeah, and rightfully so. Now, um, down here we have a less exciting game. The Browns, the Giants. It was just a defensive battle. Browns 20 to 6 prevailing. And, you know, I mean, they're a solid team. The Giants are not. So that was whatever we thought would happen. Yep. Now onto the last game, the Steelers losing to the Bengals by 10 points. Wow. That was very yeah. disappointing to see. I mean, the Steelers have really lost it. They just lost, they've lost three games in a row. They've gone from being probably the best team in the NFL to all of a sudden just like, I mean, still good, obviously, but nothing special well. from what I can tell. Um, you know, the Bengals lost to the Giants. Um, yes. And got destroyed, actually, by the Cowboys. seven in the previous game. So, if you look at it that way, the Cowboys are actually better than the Steelers, which is obviously not true. The Bengals just had a crazy, insane game, and the Steelers had a really, really bad game. But still, does not bode well for the Steelers. Even if it was just a fluke, it will not help their morale at all, having lost the past three games. They're not used to losing this season. I think sometimes it's actually better for a team to have their losses scattered throughout so they know how to bounce back from it. It seems like the Steelers just couldn't get a handle after they lost. Um, uh, to the football team? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's um, not very exciting for the Steelers. Um, pretty exciting for the Bengals, even though they, like, I don't know. I guess that's the, their biggest victory they're going to be getting this season. So, uh, congratulations Definitely. to them. Yeah, so now it is time for the Week 15 playoff picture. Jackson is going to recap what is happening in the AFC, and then I will illuminate the mess that is the NFC playoff picture um, after Jackson's done. So, Jackson, let's kick it off. Yes. Uh, actually, Asher, can you start? Okay, um, I guess Jack is having some technical difficulties. I'll do the yeah. NFC, I guess. Um, yeah, so in the NFC, it's a heated race. There are, are actually only two or three teams in the entire um, NFC that are eliminated. And that, that is pretty incredible because... Um, you know, in this weird year, it's just really the the race is pretty open. And um, let's just jump right into it. So there are three teams that have clinched: um, the Packers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. So the Packers are eleven and three. Uh, they hold a one game lead over the Saints, who are ten and four because they just dropped down. They lost to the Chiefs in what is an understandable 
uh, loss because the Chiefs are, the, are 13 to one. They're quite literally the best team in the league, especially if you go by record. And yeah, so the Packers and the Saints are the elite teams in the NFC. They're like a perennial playoff team, and they're going to be jockeying for the bye. Uh, it's really, really interesting to see what is going to happen there. But anyway, then we have the Seattle Seahawks in third, and then the um, then no one else has clinched after that. The, the football team in the NFC East is six and eight. They sit in first in a one-game lead over the Cowboys and the Giants. And then the Eagles are a half game behind the Cowboys and the Giants at four, nine, and one. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Uh, it's going to be some divisional games, I believe, in the last couple of weeks. It's really anybody's game. If the football team, basically, the Eagles are virtually out. They need to win both games, have the Washington football team lose both games, and then have the Cowboys and Giants not win both. Um, so that's pretty hard to do. And then the Cowboys and the Giants, look, it's not in their control, but they, you know, I don't know exactly who they play, but if they, if they have some divisional games, really, it's anybody's game. But they are not going to be in the wild card, definitely. So then we have three wild card spots up for grabs. Right now, the Rams and the Bucks are tied for fifth place, um, both at a nine and five record. The Rams were previously in the third spot with the division lead, but then they lost to the Jets and the Seahawks won. So um, it looks like they're not going to come back and win that division. They would, although actually they do have a divisional showdown against the Seahawks this week. So if they win, they could have the tiebreaker because I believe they won the first game. Yeah, they did. So the the Rams, if they win, could be in that divisional spot. But who knows? Maybe it's better to be in the fifth seed and play the winner of the NFC East because that team would be clearly less um, have a less lesser chance of defeating the Rams should they should they end up in the wild card spot. But then you have the Bucks. Yes, the football team will reign supreme. It doesn't matter if they have eight losses to six wins. They're going to win the Super Bowl. No matter. But um, as Jackson thinks, delusionally. But, yeah, so then we have the Bucks in the sixth seed. And the Arizona Cardinals in the seventh seed at eight and six, sitting a game behind. Um, this is really interesting. It gets interesting from here because the Bears and then the Vikings are the two other teams that really have a shot in this one. Um, they're the only two teams that could win – uh, by virtue of the that could be in the playoffs by virtue of the wild card position with the teams from the NFC least as I like to call them um, oh. only able to win their oh. division so yes as Jackson says that uh, the Vikings are two games down they would need to win out and have the Cardinals lose out and that's a pretty um, pretty tall task so I don't I'm pretty sure the Vikings are virtual locks to be outside of the playoffs again really the Bears and the Cardinals, it's coming down to them to see who is going to end up in the playoff spot. And the Bears, um, let's see who they play for the next couple games. So they play the Jaguars, and then they play the Packers. The The Jaguars is a virtual lock as a win. The, the Jag, Jaguars are the worst team in the league right now. Um, and then the, they play the Packers, who there's an argument for the Packers being the best team in the league. So that is going to be really tough for the Bears. I'm predicting that they're going to end up right now. They are seven and seven, and I'm predicting they're going to end up at eight and eight. And then it all comes down to who the Cardinals actually play. 
and the Cardinals have to still play the Rams and the 49ers. Now, if they lose to the Rams and then the 49ers, the or the 49ers first because they play them first. But if they lose to the 49ers and the Rams, the Bears could eat in. However, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals are going to beat the 49ers. So I'm actually predicting that the Cardinals lock up the seventh seed and the playoffs begin as it is right now, with the exception of the NFC least team, because that is really anybody's game. And who knows? Because I'm pretty sure it's all division games from there. So whoever whoever ekes out a win or or a tie in the case of the Eagles could win their division and then lose in the divisional round of the playoffs. So that is your NFC NFC um playoff picture and now on to Jackson for the AFC playoff. Okay, um for the sake of time we're gonna try to make this a little quicker. Um now okay so obviously Chiefs um clinch the division, Bills clinch the division Steelers clinched the playoffs, but they're falling down a little bit, so that's not great, but whatever. You know, they've already clinched the playoffs, so who really cares at this point, except for them, I guess, for the morale. Um, Titans. Now, the this is where it actually gets very close. The next um the next five teams all have either 10 and 4 or 9 and 5 records. Okay. So mm-hmm. it is going to be close between these teams. One of them will be knocked out. Now, who will it be? That remains to be seen. But if I were to make a prediction, I would say it's going to be the Dolphins. So these teams consist of the Titans, very solid team. Browns, very solid team. Colts, very solid team. Um, slightly behind the Titans because the Titans, obvious, um, the Titans, oh, actually, the Titans won their last matchup. So I'd say the Titans are probably better. Um, but whatever, um, you know. They're, they're both very solid teams, looking like they're definitely going to make the playoffs. It is going to be a little bit of a duel, in my opinion, between the Dolphins and the Ravens because the Ravens are surging right now. They're playing very, very well, whereas the Dolphins, I mean, they just won against the Patriots, but whatever, it's the Patriots. With that said, the Ravens just won against the Jaguars, who are the Jaguars, but it's looking like the Ravens are a little are better right now um, than the Dolphins are. So I'm projecting for the Ravens to go, but it will be a close race between these five teams. Um, as I said earlier, it's kind of interesting because only one of them won't make the playoffs. So, um, but still, especially for the Dolphins and the Ravens, this is nerve wracking. Then finally, we have the Raiders who are seven and seven. No way they make the playoffs, in my opinion, unless they win the next two games and the Dolphins and Ravens lose the next two it, 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 it just doesn't look like it in my opinion but anyway um that is your playoff picture for the nfc looking like the playoffs will probably consist of the titans browns colts and dolphins uh, no and ravens with the dolphins and the ravens still somewhat scrambling for a spot and um you know very possible that one of these other 10 and 4 teams ends up on the bottom however with that said i would argue definitely that the Titans and the Browns are better than the Ravens and the Colts are probably about the same. Um, and all those teams are better than the Dolphins. So um, going to be a little bit of a race, but then again, that only one of them will be eliminated from the playoffs. So not going to be too, too worrisome for a team like the Titans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's your playoff picture. Now we are almost at the half We're we're probably exactly at the halfway point of the podcast. And <laughs> This is an all-inclusive sports breakdown if you're an NBA team or an NFL team, of course. So 
let's move on. We have the NBA draft as it is opening night. And actually, the season's underway with the Nets uh, facing the Warriors. The Brooklyn Nets uh, putting up 40 points in the first quarter against the Warriors. They're up 40 to 25 with um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving leading the way with 10 and 17 points, respectively. Let's move on. So we have a draft. And yeah, the Nets are going to be really, really good this year. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so we have a draft. We are going to be drafting 10 or 12. 10. Okay, so we're going to be drafting 10 players each to try and make the best lineup that we think we can create. Now, it's not necessarily about the best players. It's about the best cohesion as a team. So keep that in mind, Jackson, and I'll try and keep that in mind. As uh, Jackson has the first pick, now it is a it – is, it's, so it's going to go Jackson and me, then Jackson and me. So we will fill up our teams as we go. Jackson – Let's kick it off. You have the first pick. All right. My first pick is going to be Kawhi Leonard. And I'll tell you why. Kawhi Leonard can obviously score, right? But a lot of guys can also score. This is why I'm not taking a guy like James Harden or Giannis or Kevin Durant. Because when you're drafting out of the top players in the league, all these guys can score. Scoring isn't going to be an issue. What we're looking for right now is, for me, really, really good defense. And nobody does that better than Kawhi, in my opinion. Best defender in the league. Um, you know, really good perimeter defender. Can guard in the post, too. Um, and also, even though I said, you know, scoring doesn't really matter, he can score. Averaged 27 points per game last year. Um, and just an overall pretty good player. Um, he averaged seven rebounds per game, which is solid. And his assists per game were only um, five. But, you know, that's better than some of the other superstars that we see on this list. He is um, a very team conscious player, though. He will, he is the type of player who will do whatever you, um, whatever it will take to win. So um, if we're building a team, um, Kawhi Leonard is not only really, really good in terms of a player, but also a really, really good locker room asset is there will be absolutely zero trouble with him off the court. And he will allow um, the rest of the team to play together really, really well. Okay, so yeah, that's a solid pick. If you hadn't taken Kawhi, I would have definitely chosen him. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm staring down a list of people that I I both I all want I want to take all of them, but of course I can't. It's it's only ten people, so I'm gonna try and take two of each each position. Now, I think the most valuable position in a in a in a team is probably the hmm, this stuff. It's probably the point guard. But there are there are a lot of really <laughs> good point guards out there that that can be debated. It's debatable. Yeah. All of them are important. I'm gonna go with a player that, um, yes, they're they're they dominate the ball, but I don't know. I think. Let me guess, LeBron. No. Oh. Not gonna take LeBron because I don't really like the way that he plays. I think that um, I'm gonna take Giannis because okay. that was gonna be he's a big in between Giannis and Kawhi. Yeah. Yes. So I'm gonna take Giannis because I feel like he's um, I don't know. I think it's hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna take Giannis because he's just. He's a really, really good player. He, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's you know, 
just coming off an MVP season, most dominant. Yes, player he's an MVP. He's a power forward. He's on set. He's a power forward, but he can play any position you ball. need him to. Yes, literally exactly. any position. Yeah. He, he can bring the ball out. He's not going to, of course. I'm going to have a great point guard. But, yeah. yes, I feel like he's going to – he'll be able – he's just a – he's a really dynamic player. He can fit with many different archetypes on the point guard or the center or the small forward or whatever you want. So, yeah, not really much to be said. I'm taking you honest with the second pick. Okay. Um, I'm still having a little bit of trouble deciding who I'm going to take for my second one. But – Understandably. You know understandably. I think that I'm going to take Chris Paul. Ooh, no, that came out of nowhere for me. I did not expect that. Chris okay. Paul, geez. This is because he is the uh, – uh, he is the second or third best point guard in the league behind Stephen Curry and, and Luka Doncic. Um – the reason I'm taking him ahead of Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic is again the when you're building a team full of superstars, the um like oh what's the word I'm looking for? Not the X factor. I guess you could say the X factor. The okay, the most valuable commodity I should say that you're getting isn't scoring. It's like can you get the ball to these scores? Can you make a difference? And can you play defense? Chris Paul can do all of these things. Chris Paul can, you know, he can get a bucket if he needs to. But also, he is one of the best passers in the league. Used to be the best. Um, I would say, I mean, honestly, still probably the best, in my opinion. He's a really, really that's, good that's, that's, that's player. Um, and, you know, he doesn't dominate the ball. And not only that, he's an incredibly underrated defensive player. He, um, at one point, was by far the best defensive guard in the league. And it wasn't even close. In his old age, he slowed down a little bit, I think. But at he's a certain definitely point. up there. So, I'm going to take Chris Paul with the second, uh, with my second pick. Yeah, okay. That, that, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Hmm. I get that. But um, that, was a wrong, that was the wrong pick. I'm sorry, Jack. That was just a, that was not the right pick to make. Okay. You just said it was and- fair, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was a fair pick. It wasn't a. It was. It wasn't a good pick. As in, I didn't draft like the the right Green. person. You didn't get the right person. You you mean Would LeBron? You, no, I'm. I don't want LeBron. He's he. I do not want someone that's going to dominate, dominate the, ball. the ball. Yeah, you want some an awful player. You don't yeah. want LeBron, and you don't want James Harden. Now, yeah. Yeah. that is why I haven't taken them. That's why I'm not going to and take them. And that's why you took Giannis. Yes, exactly. But no, that was a joke. But whatever. <laughs> oh well, he doesn't have to dominate the ball. Giannis yeah, he does. He's a dominant player. Whatever, whatever. Just okay. But it. I'm gonna take someone. Look, I need points, right? You got to get your points from somewhere, and yes. you have to have that guy who's a great shooter and he's a great passer. Your your perfect point guard. Now, I know what you might be saying. Luka Doncic. Luka, Luka He's Doncic. a horrible defender. Exactly. I'm not going to go with Luka Doncic. I'm going to go. This may come as a shock, but I'm going to take Trey Young with my second pick. What? That's an off. No. No? No. I, I think he's a great guard, player. I mean, if you're going to pick a point guard, 
on this team, Trey Young is like the worst. He, I need someone that can score. Look, he's second in the league in assists per game, assists per game, and he can score. Player. Assist per game, yes. assist per game doesn't you need someone to dominate the court. General, you are. You need you someone I mean? to dominate the court. You you have to have at least one guy that dominates the the ball. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And that's gonna be my guy. I fair. yes, I like Luka Doncic. I think Trey Young is underrated. He's very very good. And Luka Doncic, I mean, he's not the fastest and he's not the best defender. So I'm gonna take yeah. Trey Young. Okay, if I were you, I would have taken Damian Lillard instead of that, but whatever. Um, Damian Lillard takes too many unnecessary shots. And that, he's that, not... no, that's Trey Young. Trey Young pulls up. From, uh, actually, they're actually very similar players, to be honest. Yeah, they're similar. They're I similar like Trey Young because he's younger and, and he could. The potential's there. Okay, Trae okay. Damian Lillard is at his peak. Trey Young yeah. is in his like second year or something. Okay. He's not at his peak yet. Okay, I think he's in his third year, but yeah, true. Well, he's young. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay. Um... For my um third pick, I am going to take Anthony Davis. And my reason that's, for this, that's a fair pick. What? That's a fair pick. Yeah. Is that Anthony Davis is out of all these guys, the best off ball scorer. Yes, you can dump it down to him in the post. But that's not where he's most effective. He's most effective catching lobs from a guy like Chris Paul. You know, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Lob City. That that was a thing a year ago. This is like an amped up version of that. Anthony Davis is a very, very just like good player who can play off the ball. Like you don't have to. He's not going to take dribbles. You can just pass him the ball and he's going to dunk it. You know, like that is what yeah. I value. I value that people like that more than on-ball players because there are only so many dribbles that a guy's going to take, you know? Yeah, that's understandable. You need to dribble to get your separation and to actually get your shot up. That's not good because it messes up the flow of the game. If you're going to run a play and then all of a sudden you have a guy putting the ball on the floor and dribbling, all of a sudden, what's the point of that play? With Anthony Davis, you can effectively run plays and still get just as good scoring out of him. And the, um, the best thing about it is that, like, he can be the center point of these, um, well, I, actually, I, I kind of lost my train of thought there. But, you know, okay. he can keep the ball moving, and I just think that off-ball scoring is very good, and he's the best one in the league, probably. So, that's what I'm taking. Okay, so, yeah, so your team's kind of shaping up. I don't think you have one dominant guy. You have Chris exactly. Ball, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis. Yeah, now that's, that's where I kind of take issue, because you have to have one guy yeah, it's gonna have the ball for the majority of the time. You have to have that play caller. You have to have your guy, and you can have two in some cases. With, I mean, I guess Kawhi Leonard and Paul George function as that. Um, I'm hoping on my team that Trey Young and Giannis will sort of, um, you know, there there are opportunities there, like picks and pick and rolls and stuff stuff like that. And there's there can be a lot of movement there. They're all young players. Now, I need someone that doesn't need the ball like jackson said doesn't need the ball to put up stats and hasn't had the ball to put up stats and looking at that list i want someone a one-two punch with Giannis. i i want someone that's going to dominate rebounds and they're really really good on defense and Mm. they are a great player like that so 
this is tough, but I'm going to take someone who he only averages nine 9.7 rebounds per game, which is great, which is great. But oh, um, it, yeah. it's not it's – not, it's not even top ten in the league. But um, he is a great player and a, and a great scorer, and I think he was an all-star last year. I'm pretty sure he was. Um, I'm going to take Nikolai Jokic because he is – I don't know. He can. He's just a great player. He's already, He functions with Jamal Murray, who's sort of like a worse version of Trey Young. So when he gets that upgrade, when he gets Giannis to take away the double team all the time, he is great. He's going to be great. So so I'm going to take him on my team. I think he has like he has a lot of potential, and so I'm going to take him in my first unit at center. Smart play too, because he is um a very like he's a pass first center, but you don't often see, but. I wouldn't say actually password, but he's the best passing center in the league. So that is a good pick for a team like this. Now, I need a guy right now who is going to dominate the ball and who will just get you a basket whenever you need him to. You know what I mean? Right now, yeah. um, these are the guys, like the guys who have picked, like, you know, obviously they get the points, but they don't have the capacity to take over a game and have a 50-point game. But this guy does. And this guy is Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Now Donovan Mitchell really um came out in the um in the bubble last year. He is a very very good player. Clearly put in a ton of work um in in between the halting of the NBA season and the bubble. He can get a fifty point night on any good night. He's almost like I feel like he's the second coming of Dwayne Wade. I think that that's what he's like. He is a very very good player. In my opinion, he's the um. Yeah, in my opinion, he's the best shooting guard in the league. Um, and that's a stretch. I think that having a really, really good, effective perimeter scorer, who also is, I, I really want on this team, I'm trying to stress a winning attitude. Every single one of these guys has a winning attitude. Donovan Mitchell is not going to be that guy who's like, oh, give me the ball so I can get shots up. He's not like James Hart. He's not like that. He just wants to win basketball games. And he is also a very, very good scorer. So that's why I have him on my team. I think he will be very good. And he has a lot of potential. He's only in his, what, like his fourth season, I think. So, yeah, he's a very, very good player. Okay, so that's a smart pick. I'm going to go with someone. Look, I need um, I need someone that is a defensive player. And he's very he's Look, this person... Try and guess who I'm going to take, Jackson. I'm taking someone who is – he's not even in the top 25 in points per game. And he is one of the top defensive players in the league. And like you said, he's that guy. If you really need him, he can be that guy who gets you a bucket if you need that. Bam Adebayo? No. Yeah. I already have two centers, so why would I take another one? Oh, yeah. Whoops. Oh, uh, let me see. Let me see. Jimmy Butler? Bingo. Yes, okay. I'm taking Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He doesn't even average 20 points a game. Yeah. Let that he be known. He's one of the not in the league last year, though. So he can't, he can't, if he, if he wanted to, he could average, you know, like 25 plus. Yes, exactly. If he needed to, he could score a lot. And that's what he did in the bubble when yeah. he took over. But on this team, he doesn't need to do that. He has Giannis, he has Trey Young, he has. Jokic, he's going to have more people that are going to be able to score. And 
be able to dominate the ball. And he's sort of like a smaller, almost as good version of Kawhi Leonard, I think. And by mm-hmm. saying that, I mean, he's just like, you know, he's a defensive player. He's very, very good. That's all the explanation you need. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. That's my that's my pick. Okay. Um, that is a solid pick. Yeah, I respect that pick. Okay. Well, now this is a tough one. Yeah, this is where it gets. But I think, yeah, I'm going to take Rudy Gobert. Okay. And my reasoning for that is I already have a team of very high scorers. What I need, what I was really lacking was I was going a little small. To be honest with you, I'm lacking rebounds. This is a guy who can get, who averaged 13 rebounds per game last year, who can score. He averaged 15 points per game last year. Not phenomenal, but he can do it. And who is, who I think is a two-time defensive player of the year award winner. So I think so. he is just like, kind of like a much, 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 much worse version of Bill Russell. He is just a rebounder and a defender. He wants to win games. He plays with Donovan Mitchell. And I know that their chemistry wasn't so great, but now they figured it out. And so they have experience playing together. So that's good. So I think that he is just like, if I wanted, I needed to get rebounds. I was debating between him, between him and DeMontis Saponis, but then I realized, okay, DeMontis Saponis is a slightly better scorer, but Rudy Gobert is a be- much better defender. So I took him and that's going to be that. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's a solid pick. Okay. So Jackson has finished out his top five. Um, you got to get the guys that are going to come off the bench and look, those bench players are crucial. Yes. Yes. You can have the best player in the league. If you don't have a good second unit, it's not worth it. Now I'm going to take someone who, yes, it's, I mean, he's a great player. Of course, he's the best player in the league, in my opinion, but he's not, he won't, he, it wouldn't work with him in the starting lineup. Now, right. Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, and and Jokic, there's not a, there's not a room there's not room for someone who's going to dominate the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, in the second unit, I'm going to take someone who he can score, and he's the most efficient player in the game. Wow, by far, it's be. James Harden. Oh boy, come on, Asher. He's coming off the bench. So he's coming in and you're going to do what he did with the thunder. He came in, got hot and then went back up. I think that's that he, if he could go back to that role, he was actually a good six man. Yes. I'm not, I'm taking away those, um, him coming off the bench and getting frustrated and all that. Yeah. I'm just going to say, you know what? We're paying you. I don't know. Give him a max. He could be the highest paid player on this team. He's going off the bench. I'm not starting him, but he will score. He's He'll get 25 minutes a game probably. He'll score 20 points, 25 points. I don't know. But he can score. He's very, very efficient. And he is a good passer if he wants to be. So I'm going to take James Harden. And hopefully in that bench role, he'll feel like he wants to try and earn the starter or starter role. So he'll play more defense because that's his real, real weakness. I think – he is the yeah. um, 
he is the MVP probably, but I I don't think he could be in that starting role. So I'm going to take him on the bench. Yeah. Okay. So I think that the main thing that my team is really missing is spacing, right? None of the guys on my team are phenomenal three-point shooters. Um, especially my centers. Nowadays, a lot of centers like Nikola Jokic, they'll go out and they'll shoot threes. Rudy Gobert yeah. is not going to be doing that. And Definitely Anthony not. Davis should probably also not be doing that. So I'm going to take a guy who can really space the floor. Okay? Okay. But the thing is, um, this guy also needs to be able to just come off the bench. Actually, no. Take about I'm, I'm not going to be focusing on that right now. Um, so I'm going to take a guy who can actually play off the ball, right? This might be a little yeah. surprising, actually. And make threes. And this guy, believe it or not, is Steph Curry. Now, when I said play off the ball, you might be like, wait, what? He, Steph Curry he plays off the ball. Steph Curry, you would be surprised if you actually watched a full game, not just the highlight where he's dribbling all over the place. If you were to watch a full game, a lot of his three-pointers come from off-ball movement. And that's the most efficient way to shoot threes. Now, if Clay Thompson was in, uh, I might have taken him. I, Steph, Steph Curry will have to take a reduced role in this lineup. Yes, but he is the best shooter in NBA history. He can no. play off the ball, which we have seen. And I think that he is a winning player. He acknowledges that, you know, he had, he had his time. I think that, um, you know, he's 32 towards the end of his prime, just coming off of an injury. His time is over. He's not as good as the guys in the starting lineup. He is going to be a good and valuable spacer to make the job of all of these guys much easier. Because obviously, if you're a good three, if you have a good three-point shooter on your team, the defense has to respect that. Opens up the defense. Now, all of a sudden, a guy like Donovan Mitchell can be that much more effective. That's what Steve Kerr was to Michael Jordan. So that I think will be very, very effective in helping my team in its entirety. Um, and if Steph Curry is willing to take a reduced role, which I think he will be able to do, he can be the perfect floor spacer, off-ball player, and still be a threat to score a lot of points, obviously, as we have seen him do in many, many, many years. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, so now looking at this line of uh, people, I need a shooting guard. Now, Mm -hmm. I know what I said about not wanting dominant players, but really – I think having just so many more offensive threats is more important than being able to everyone has like a perfect role and it blends in perfectly. Look, when you're building an NBA team, as the Lakers proved, size matters, defense matters. Mm-hmm. Now, this There's player rocking what you just said. <laughs> You're like, this player is not known for his defense, but he is tall. Mm. I think, hold on. He's 6'7", and he's a shooting guard, which is pretty tall for a shooting guard. 6'7"? Yeah. That is very, very tall. 
Yes, for a shooting guard. As a matter of fact, um, it's average for the NBA. That's that's that height will be an issue, Asher. Yes, but he is, but he's he's a point guard and he's playing in the shooting guard position. So yeah, I'll, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. I'm taking Luka Doncic. I'm taking Luka Doncic because okay. yeah, he's look. I mean, Trey Young and Luka Doncic and Giannis, they're all they dominate the ball. And James Harden, of course, but James Harden won't be with that unit. He'll be in the second unit. This, I mean, it's just the thought of every single player on the floor, including Jimmy Butler and and Jokic, when they get the ball, they are more likely than not going to score. Yeah. That threat is just so big. You can't have... It's just so isolated because when you have um, people coming in help and all that, look, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, both of them are great spot-up three-point shooters. And when you have that, it's just such a weapon, especially when you have people like Giannis and Jimmy Butler who can drive. And it's just lose-lose because you either let them drive or you let Luka Doncic or Trey Young get the three-point three point shot. So – that's what I'm going to revolve this offense around. And look, James Harden could be in that role. He can drive and he can shoot. So the problem with him is his ball dominance, but that's being solved because he's coming off the second unit, coming off the bench. So, hmm. so yeah, so I'm going to take Luka Doncic because just the offensive p- firepower is so good. And he's also tall and he can defend. So yeah. it's a win-win. Okay. So now I need a guy who can come off the bench who will just be like, Okay, give me the ball and get out of the way and I'm going to score, right? Just the typical, classic, high-scoring shooting guard. You know, like Kobe, Michael Jordan, all that. Yes. I need a guy like that who can just come into the game and has the potential to dominate. I already kind of have that in Donovan Mitchell, but I need a guy who can get hot quickly, right? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. He averaged over 30 points per game last season. Well, that was because there was no one else on his team. He was yes. he was the shooter. Yes. But say, let's take a guy like Devin Booker, right? Who I yeah. think would have much more recognition. Averaged 20, 26 and a half points per game last season. Four less points than him. So, uh, wait, who was your example of, like, your big score? James Harden. Or, or um, no, wait, wait, let me look at your team. Trey Young. Trey Young. He didn't have anybody else on his team either. He kind of had John Collins, I guess, but that doesn't really count. So, um, he was out for like a lot of games too, for like, you know, other issues. But anyway, yeah, um, drug issues. <laughs> but anyway, oh, okay, you're like taking steroids, I think. But, um, so Bradley Beal is remember, remember. I don't think people remember this, but he used to play second fiddle to uh, John Wall, right? When John Wall was one of the most ball-dominant guys in the NBA, Bradley Beal was primarily a three-point shooter. He'd get the ball and yeah. he'd shoot a three, right? He was a really, really good outside player. Now, with he, when he has the ball, we see that he has evolved into a guy who can take players off the dribble really, really well, right? You can't score 30 points per game without doing it. He's one of the best in the league, right? Yeah. taking guys off the dribble but also as we've seen with his 
days with John Wall, he's a guy who can get hot with like, you know, he, there were periods of time where he wasn't getting the ball that much, but he could get hot at any given moment when he got the ball. So if he's coming off the bench, he could get hot quickly and he could score a lot of points. So he is a very, very valuable asset to have. So that is why um, I'm going to take him um, for just like my primary off the bench score. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's a good, good thing. So look, I have, I have four more slots. I got to have like um, a big, a big, and then some other roles to fill. Um, I'm just going to, the way that Jackson's playing and the, and also that he has two guards on his bench so far, and he's going to probably take a big man with his next pick. I need someone. And I think there's a clear cut one person above the other. And let me guess, let me guess. Yeah. Paul George. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I need a center. Yeah. I need someone that leads the league in rebounds. That is dominant with blocks that, um, he doesn't ha- he doesn't score that much. He doesn't have to. He doesn't dominate the ball. He's a defensive player. He's a big Andre Drummond. He is very very good because he's like seven foot seven feet tall. And it's not hard There's when you're like seven feet tall. Well, when you're seven feet tall and you are also somewhat athletic, you're dominant. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's Andre Drummond. It's good enough for a bench slot. I'm I'm just gonna take Andre. Drummond. He's I mean he led the league in rebounds. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's something that has to happen, either um, the people he went against are really bad at shooting. Well, he's, not, he's also he's happen. not focusing on scoring. He's not a scorer. He scores like barely over ten points a game. You know, like he's, he averages seventeen points. He's a like game. Dennis Rodman. He just he averages seventeen points a game. Oh, in today's NBA, that's not as impressive. Great argument. Whatever. Yeah. Jimmy Butler only averaged two more points a game than Yeah, and a much, 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 much better team. So I mean, I mean, I mean, look at this. Look at this. Yeah. Let me find let me find him. Uh okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He averaged 20 points per game. Like there are guys like like come on. That's because he was the only guy on the team. Warren averaged 19.8 points per game. yes, yes, I get it. Yes. Okay, but um but he's good. He he rebounds. That's all. That's all I wanted with the, with the big. Look, I have Jokic and I have Antetokounmpo. One of them is gonna like stay in probably. So I, I don't know. It's fun to say on on Antetokounmpo. So I don't know. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. I don't know. Okay, I took Drummond. Your 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 turn. I thought you were gonna take him, so I took him. There's one more player I have in mind that I really right. wanna get. I was not gonna take Andre Drummond. Don't worry oh. about that. I was going to take a big, but now I have the pick of the playground, I guess you would say. I don't really know. The pick of the playground. I, 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 very. But I have. Yes, you do. Yes. So I want a high scoring big, right? There's kind of a theme with my, with my bench. I think you can tell. The, yeah. The starters are meant to gel. The bench is meant to provide the firepower, you know, the offensive firepower mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, if these guys are off on the starting lineup, we're going to come in and we're going to get things done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can score a lot of points in a short amount of time. That's what I'm looking for right now. Um, I'm looking for a guy who you can dump it down low to. There aren't enough guys like that in today's NBA, but they are very, very effective. So it's a hard, hard pick to make, but I'm going to take Joel Embiid. Now, I know okay. that Joel Embiid – 
here's the thing. My other two, my two bigs, Anthony Davis is a very off-ball big. And then Rudy Gobert isn't really a scorer. I need more of a presence down low who you can dump the ball down to, who can post you up, who can like fake you out, who can out-muscle you, and then dunk on you or finish with a fadeaway jump. And that is Joel Embiid. He is the classic big man. He's like, you know, not as good, kind of. He's kind of like a worse version of Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, but very, very, a very solid player. Um, he's just a low post guy who you can dump the ball down to. Always very good to have that. So I'm going to take him, Joel Embiid. Um, he, yeah, just like a guy who, you, who, who is reliable, who you can um, – who you can count on to get you a basket. Okay, so, yeah, that's a good pick. Now, I sort of had the same uh, same strategy as you did, taking the the team that should hopefully gel on offense, uh, on the first unit, and then a team that can really run up the score if needed yeah. on, on the second unit. So, I already have James Harden, and I know that's going to account for – 75% of the time of possession on offense for my team. Yeah. But I want someone who is arguably the best scorer in the league. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't taken him yet. I'm not sure if we're talking to the same person. Kevin Durant? Yes, Kevin yeah. Durant. Yeah, I'm surprised he fell this far. Uh, maybe it's because he wasn't on any of the lists because he wasn't in the season in the last season. But yeah, Kevin Durant, he he can score. He doesn't need the ball, as evidenced by this game with with Kyrie Irving. It, it looks so far that's working. At halftime, he is. Oh, we only we only has twelve points, but Kyrie Irving is twenty four, and it's working for him. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm using half of a game as evidence to the fact that Kevin Durant can function on a team. Well, he also did it with Steph Curry and the Warriors, like. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He can function with another dominant player. And he's that's not going to be. Gonna be and he's going to score twenty five instead of thirty. But yeah. Yeah, he's reuniting with. Well, no, he's not because he's on the bench. He's going to score twenty again. Oh yeah, true, true. Yeah, but I don't know. He's reuniting with James Harden. Maybe I should bring back Russell Westbrook. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, but you're. <laughs> you're yeah, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is. I don't get the hate that he's getting. The reason why the James he's, Harden he's not he doesn't have a good Harden, percentage. Russell Westbrook is a good player. I'm just gonna put that out. He's he's very underrated at this point. Okay. Sure. Your pick. All right. Well, I'm looking at Asher's team, and I'm trying to diagnose like a major strength, and I think that I have. Oh, he has okay, Giannis that's good. And KD, right? These yeah. are two guys who are perimeter players but are tall, and that is why they score, right? Yeah. I need the antidote to that because that's like those are the, those are the optimal players in today's NBA, right? So now who's well, a guy? Well, they're the best players in, in the NBA. Yeah. Who is a guy who is tall but can also defend on the perimeter? And that guy is Bam Adebayo. Okay. Bam Adebayo is the antidote to Kevin Durant. And I know he technically plays center, but he was bringing up the ball sometimes um, in the bubble. You know, so he, he can do whatever he wants. 
he is always tasked with facing the best defender on the other team as long as that guy is not a guard. So he could easily play power forward, even small forward. I'm not going to put him at small forward. But okay. he could even do that in um, – he could easily do that. In fact, I think that's more his natural position. I don't really think he's a center. Um, so he is the antidote to the two um, – to the most important guy on Asher's list and then another very, very influential player. So I think that I am going to take Bam Adebayo – for the fact that he can lock down the the most effective player on Asher's um, on Asher um, on Asher's team, and also just because you know, great player. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take someone now. Oh, sorry, I'm going to take someone that. Uh, hmm. This is a tough thought because I'm looking at my team and it looks as if I just took the best people in the league. Which I did, but you yeah, know it works. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. My team is, I don't know, it's good. I want. I mean, I really, really, really want to take LeBron because he is one of the best players in the league, and he hasn't been taken like yeah. fifteen pick, eighteen picks in. Well, this is the eighteen pick. Um, hmm, this is a tough. This is a really tough choice because I'm looking at my options. I could take a big, and that would probably end up being Hassan Whiteside. Um, okay, yeah. Very underrated. Or I could take uh, a point guard, someone like Damian Lillard, although, although he's too ball dominant. I, I, I don't want to take Damian Lillard. I would take... Yeah. Hmm. This is a really tough choice here. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to take... I'm going to take Hassan Whiteside. Look, he's a defensive player with Andre Drummond. He, like, leads the league, league in blocks. He's really, really good. He's seven feet tall, which is a requirement for power forward or center, and so he fits that, and he's athletic, so no more explanation needed. I'm, I'm just going to take uh, Hassan Whiteside. Okay, sure. Okay, so I just have one more guy. Now, this okay. guy, I need him. So, I think that, so is, right now, I'm just going to take a small forward, right? And yeah. right now, coincidentally, my issue is not really having super super like high scoring forwards i mean i have Kawhi, so that's great but yeah you know bam and abayo rudy gobert at the power forward slots not like rudy gobert is not um oh no actually i would put him my bad he's the center anthony davis the power forward but um i think that i need a guy oh actually that, that makes me rethink it actually let me think about this a little bit well let's let's look at it i have two able distributors in chris paul and steph curry who are two point guards who like will not really need the ball in their hands too much. I have Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Beal, just two guys who can light it up. I have Kawhi. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo for the defense and the rebounds. Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid for the low post scoring. Right? Yeah. So I already basically have low post scoring. I already have good point guards. I already have just good perimeter scores. I need another guy like Kawhi. I need a guy like him who is going to make the whole offense work. You know what I mean? I need yeah. that just like do it all forward who can do whatever he like, um, not, not, not whatever he wants, but like who will just do whatever you need him to do. Right. Um, will fill whatever mm-hmm. role you're missing on a given night. So I need to think about this one. Who is that guy who can do it? And here's the thing. I'm tempted to take LeBron because he can do anything. But yeah. 
I don't want him to be too ball dominant. You know what I mean? I don't exactly. want him to have it in his head. Oh, I'm going to be like the number one guy because I don't want that, you know? So there aren't enough, there aren't enough forwards like that in the NBA, but this is a really tough decision. Actually, this is a really tough decision. Uh, ooh. Found it, I found a good one. Okay. This is an unorthodox pick, but I think it is a good one. Ben Simmons. Okay. I know you laugh now, Asher. Yeah. But Ben Simmons should not be playing point guard. He cannot shoot. He should not. Yeah. But spacing really isn't an issue on my team, especially in the second unit. Steph Curry and Bradley Beal, right? Yeah. I don't need a guy to shoot a three. So I'm going to take Ben Simmons because he is a guy right now, for instance, um, I think last season he averaged 16, eight and eight, right? Not going to be expected to be the number one scorer, but he just does it all except for shoot. You know, he's just yeah. a do it all guy who you can ask to do anything except for shoot. And if I really was low on shooting on a given night, you know, I could always ask, obviously, Kawhi's an able shooter. Donovan Mitchell is a very good shooter. Chris Paul is a, is, is a good shooter, you know? And I have a team not – I would obviously have Steph Curry and Bradley Beal, phenomenal shooters. The rest of the guys aren't phenomenal, but they're able to do it. And I think Ben Simmons just fills that role, especially in the second lineup in terms of assists. He can be, the, he can be a big distributor on that team. You know what I mean? He can play in the high yeah. – which I think would be a good position for him. Play in the high post – and be like a guy almost like Draymond, but actually good. Because <laughs> Draymond isn't really that good. In my opinion, he's very overrated. Mm-hmm. But he could be that guy who can put the ball in the basket if you need him to. He can be your main like facilitator. He can be a good rebounder. He can just do it all. So that mm-hmm. is who I'm going to take. And also, he's not going to try to be super ball dominant. In addition to that, he is one of the best defenders in the league. He finished second, I think, in defensive player of the year. And I think either last, the last two or three years. So he's a very, very good defender. Um, he can defend anybody. He can, except for maybe a yeah. second. But he's 6'10". He's strong enough to defend any forward, quick enough to defend any guard. He actually recorded the highest top speed in the league at 19 miles per hour. He's maybe the fastest player in the league. So this is just a very good player who can also get the fast break started. You know, um, I yeah. feel like there aren't enough guys like that. Um, like there aren't, a, like, you know, um, what's it, who's a good guy who he could run the break with? He could, like, a lot of these guys on the team can get out on the break, but I feel like I have, an, you know, Anthony Davis and Bam Adebayo and Ben Simmons, all like six foot 10 guys that can all run. Like that, that's very dangerous. Um, so my team yeah. is very dangerous in transition. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a good pick. Now I have one more pick and then we're going to end this draft. Um, so just looking at the teams, Jackson, let's not let's not argue this. My team is the better shooting team. Oh, let me look Cannot at argue that. Cannot argue that. James uh, Harden, okay. Trey Young. Young, Luka Doncic over Steph Curry and Bradley Beal. No. Donovan Mitchell can shoot. Tie, tie, tie. No. Yes. My team is Steph Curry is the best shooter to ever play the game. 
Trey Young James Harden is, is better. No, I'm no, no. James Harden is no, better. No, 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 no. Steph Curry, Bradley Beal. Okay, here. We don't have. We don't have to. I don't know. I guess we don't have to argue that. But anyway. Okay, actually, no. Yes, was, no. Overall, yeah, you do have the better shooting team, but Jay, Trey Young and Luka Doncic are not better than Steph Curry and Bradley Beal shooting. I never said they were. I said no, no, James is, Harden and Kevin like, Durant. But looking at Trey Young and Luka Doncic versus Steph, that's exactly what you said. You said versus Steph Curry and Bradley. Well, Trey Young and Luka Doncic versus. I agree, you have the better shooting team, but that is what you said. So whatever. Okay. Well, then you also have James Harden and Kevin Durant. Again, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yes. Donovan Mitchell. Yes. And, you have the better shooting. Yes. Team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And your team is more predicated on like each player being involved in the other categories and like assists and rebounds and yes. being like good overall players. I have a much better defensive team. Yes. Um I have a lot of centers. I have Giannis, Jokic, Drummond, and Whiteside. I wouldn't call Giannis, but yeah, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. I have I have a a fair amount of height on my team. I also have Kevin Durant on True. my team. Yeah, you have, you have a tall team. Yeah. Yeah. Now I need someone that like Jimmy Butler. I want someone exactly like Jimmy Butler in the second unit. And I found my guy. I think this guy. He's look. He's uh. What was it? Um. Oh. This was this is something I wanted to bring up. Um. What? I thought. Never mind. I thought you were gonna say Pascal Siakam, which is most important. No. I'm taking a guard. Oh. Um, just just looking, my seven of my te- seven of my people are top eleven in player efficiency rating. So yeah. I don't know. My team is like my team is a pretty pretty solid team. It's like like the Lakers on steroids. It's just my team is a very very well crafted team, and yours is like the Heat on steroids. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. So. I need someone that's like Rajon Rondo, but infinitely better. And okay, Rajon Rondo used to be a Celtic. He was his best on the Celtics. So I'm gonna take someone from the Celtics. I'm gonna take Kemba Walker because he's injured, dude. Oh, we're doing injuries. Yeah. Oh, he'll be back soon. I think no, he's no. gonna be back in January. No, he's back in January. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just gonna take him. I'm gonna take okay. Kemba Walker because. I thought we were not doing injuries because then I would have taken Kevin Durant and you wouldn't have taken Kevin Durant's not injured. Oh. Well he was, but I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm gonna take Kemba Walker. He'll be back in a little bit. Uh it said he's he's like a few weeks and then he'll be back. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm gonna take Kemba Walker because he's That's just cool. like I said, he's very good. He can help this he's sort of the balancing factor in the second unit. That's mm. someone I need mm. on my team, so that's all that, that remains to be said about Kemba Walker. That's what I'm gonna take. Okay. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. You needed a point guard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the on the bench. Yeah. Okay. So now, who would win in a game? Now let's have a little debate. Who would win in a game, Asher? Okay. So just to recap, Jackson, your team: Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis. Coming off the bench, you have Steph Curry, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons. Bam Adebayo, Joel Embiid. Okay. I have... Has Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic. And then off the bench, he has James Harden, Kemba Walker, Kevin Durant, Hassan Whiteside, and Andre Drummond. Okay. I'm just going to get the elephant out of the room here a little bit. Yes. My centers, my bigs, 
are much better than your base overall. And that is overall, because yes. Or okay, in the starting lineup, it depends. Mine are better. If you want to call Giannis a big? He is. He's a big. He plays on the perimeter though. He plays. On, he he never he catches can. the ball in the post. He starts out on the perimeter. That's the issue. I'm having. So um, okay. He needs to build up ahead. I of guess speed. okay. You have the better bit. We can we cannot argue. You, I, I have, you the, have the better bigs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have yes. the better bigs overall. Mm-hmm. And then I have the better, I have the better guards. Uh, okay. Well, ooh, okay. Let's see. Starting James Harden, Chris Paul, and Luka Doncic versus Donovan Mitchell. And, um, wait, and no, no, no. no. Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell versus Trey Young, and Luka Doncic. Okay, that's yeah. like Trey Young and Luka Doncic. They can Trey Young is better than Chris Paul. They're not off ball, off ball guys. You know what I mean? Trey Young. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. No, here's the issue. Trey Young is a guy. He's out on the perimeter. They get the ball and then dribble and stuff, and then they jack up a three point shot. Like that's that's not what you want to have in a point guard. No, what what I'm aiming to get out of Trey Young is that he is he's the guy. He he can get the defense out of position with. He's a very good passer, and he has he has ball vision, and he's very good at dribbling. I don't want him as a shooter. I want him as um the point guard, the guy that's going to get the defense out of position. And then Luka Doncic is my scorer. Okay, well, good luck with that. Because Trey Young pulls up from the logo all the time. He doesn't have that mindset, oh, I'm going to be the main facilitator on this team. No. He wants to be, he wants to shoot. He wants to be like how Steph Curry was. He was shooting on Atlanta when he was staring down great defenses and his team was terrible. He's staring down Giannis and Jokic, both in single, like not being double teamed on on the post or the perimeter, doesn't matter. And then you, he has Jimmy Butler, who's a, who's great at driving, and he has Luka Doncic, who can he can just allot to for a nice easy shot. Th- that Trey Young is is going to be a facilitator in this in this role. Here's and the, no, here's the if thing. Not, if no, not, no, no, no. Actually, Kemba Walker. I, 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 let me just let me just make my point because I made you, let you make yours. Okay. Okay. Like let let's just try not to talk over each other like on sure. ESPN. Yeah. Then it gets you know like stupid. And which I am guilty of already in this podcast, but whatever. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Just like, going to admit it. But anyway, so um, here's what I have to say. Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is an on-ball guy. You know, he gets the ball yeah. and he drives to the basket. Sure. Fair enough. He's like, he, he's like Dwayne Wade. Chris Paul is incredibly off-ball. This guy just wants to pass. He wants to give the ball away. That's what he's going to do in this lineup. Then you look at Trey Young and Luka Doncic. They are both very, very on-ball guys. They are, I, I, and there's really no debate about this. They are much more on-ball than Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell. Both of them are more on-ball than Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell can catch it. Donovan Mitchell doesn't have to do the through-the-leg stuff to get an open shot, you know? He's a really good athlete. Yeah. Trey Young and Luka Doncic, not the best athletes. They have to do the through-the-leg stuff, which isn't as efficient. So, But does that matter? Them on the same team, I don't think it would be as effective. Okay, I mean, I guess you could call it a wash for the starters. Um, okay, wait, no, no, James, no, 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 no. Let's go in a little more into depth about this. Kawhi okay, I mean, is better than Jimmy Butler. They're the same guy, but, but Kawhi's they're better. the same guy. Kawhi's a little bit better. And then Giannis is a, by far a much better version than Rudy yeah. Gobert. Yeah, yeah. And then Jokic and Anthony Davis are virtually the same. Well, okay. they, well, let, they let play me, a different let, game. Let, let me argue. Let me argue. I'd say yeah. our bigs, power forward and center, are pretty much a wash. I don't think so. I, I, I think so. Okay, even if that didn't happen, 
Okay, okay. Maybe we're airing a little more on, on the side of your team for the bigs. I'm going to air a little yeah. more on my side of my team for the guards because sure. they're a better fit. Sure. And then Kawhi oh, yeah. is a better yeah. version of Jimmy Butler. So that's where I think I get the edge. But they're very similar players. So it's a very similar starting. In my opinion, I have a slight advantage in the starting lineup. But I don't think so. That is not – because here's the thing. Nikola Jokic is a horrible defender. Horrible. That doesn't matter. Nikola Jokic is fat and slow. No that doesn't matter. Jokic. <laughs> hey, I'm not – I'm, I'm not – Because Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis, both phenomenal defenders. Giannis, phenomenal defender. Nikola Jokic, not so much. Trey Young and Luka Doncic, awful defenders. Chris Paul, really good defender. Kawhi, yeah, I have a better defensive – Jimmy Butler, lockdown defender. I have, I have one, two – three, four guys on my team that are really good defenders, you have two guys on your starting lineup who are really good defenders. That's an issue. Even if you yeah, take but you call for my Jokic, team, two versus two. So I think Jokic, I get the in my opinion. Yeah, but your team is not good on offense. Your team... Yes, it is. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is not an offensive player. He's a yes, he is. He averaged 27 points per game last season. That's because Paul George. Paul, Paul George averaged 21 points. Wait, wait. That's be, what? That doesn't make any sense. He averaged scored off of Young while playing more off the ball and taking being a less ball-dominant player just as much as Luka Doncic, or maybe one point per game less, while having a better guy on his team. So he's, he's a really, really good scorer. Yes, Chris Paul, Trey Young, there's a slight scoring deficiency. But yeah. they look at Donovan Slight. Mitchell, Luka Doncic, basically the same. Kawhi, better than Jimmy Butler. There's the scoring deficiency in my favor. Then, okay, Giannis and uh, – but Nikola Jokic is the best scorer. So Giannis and Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, uh, maybe That's I maybe have a slight edge in terms of scoring. But I have yeah, my team is definitely. So I think, I think I get the edge for this, for the starters. Well, I think you're vastly overrating Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell because Donovan no. Mitchell is very inconsistent. Who is your main scorer? Who's your guy who's going to lead you in scoring? Because you can't have all of them averaging 30 points a game and then have your defense averaging okay. – and then have your – Bench average 20 points a game. But that's your that's, that's your the guy? exact flaw with yours. You have too many lead scorers. You don't have a guy they okay, Trey Young and Luka Doncic are literally the same player. Like that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you picked them. Luka Doncic no, can't broken off the ball. They, they, okay, the scoring numbers of Trey Young and Luka Doncic, one of them will either go down a lot or they'll both go down a pretty solid amount because neither of them can play off the ball. We they there's not enough possessions to go around for both of them to score a lot. These guys are not going to be scoring as much as they usually do. Meanwhile, that, yes, I know that happened with Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell. And they, so they're scoring less right now, but that means that the scoring with them is going to be about the same because Chris Paul is much less ball dominant than Donovan Mitchell. If I'm going to go for a leading scorer, I'd say it'd have to be Donovan Mitchell, but Kawhi okay. obviously is a very good scorer as well. And Anthony Davis obviously is as well. Okay, yeah, so that's where I think my, my starting lineup is at least a wash with your team because no. um, Donovan no Mitchell is, is inconsistent at best. He Yes, no. he was playing very, very well in the playoffs, but that was his best 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 uh, basketball he's ever played. He Well, how many points a game does he average? 24. Uh, 20, 24, 24. I mean, that's that's good. That's not great. Like, that's, that's lead your team, but that's not, like – that he's not a guy where you go, okay, he's he's consi- he's not a consistent scorer. He's like he'll have down games, and you can't have that with your leading scorer. Now, um, 
a guy past Donovan Mitchell who could step up and be that guy should he should he falter. But my team, I have Trey Young or Luka Doncic. I have both of those players that um, they can score, and I think they actually complement each other's game because Trey Young he gets open using his athleticism. Luka Doncic does so with his dribbling, but um, oh my god, Trey Young also uses dribbling. Okay, all I'm saying is that um, both no, when they're both on the floor, they're gonna. Okay, so are we arguing that our teams are gonna go up against each other? Yeah, or something like that. Okay, if you have Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell guarding Trey Young and Luka Doncic, that's a matchup that Luka Doncic and Trey Young are gonna win. No, ninety-nine times out of hundred. Okay, no. Okay, okay. Can I? Can I? Okay. Yeah. You just said that Trey Young gets open with his athleticism. Maybe I was Young wrong with that. Maybe I was the wrong. Most- with that. Freakishly unathletic person in the league. Trey Young does not have a 30-inch vertical leap. Trey Young is like is like he's like a freshman basketball player in okay. terms of his vertical. Trey Young gets open. Vertical doesn't really matter. Shooting and his dribble. Okay. Okay, maybe Luka Doncic is the guy that brings it up. It doesn't really matter. Or you could have Jimmy Butler or Giannis or Jokic. It doesn't matter. These five players, I chose specifically that they complement each other in that... No, they don't. Yes, they okay. do. Complimenting each other. There are two different two different types of players that I have. I have Trey Young and Luka Doncic, and then I have the other... Well, I kind of have three types. I have Jimmy Butler and Giannis, as one said. Trey Young and Luka Doncic as my uh, backcourt. And then I have Jokic on the post. Now, Giannis and Butler are two perimeter players that can really stretch the floor. They drive, they force the defense to help down. And then that's where Luka Doncic and Trey Young get open. In this offense, they the, the backcourt doesn't have the ball. It's Giannis and maybe Jimmy, but it's primarily Giannis. He's the guy who's going to have the ball most of the time. Okay, well, then He's you're just, my scorer. Then you're conceding a main issue because Luka Doncic and Trey Young need the ball in their hands to score. As I've said before, neither one of them are I'm not saying they're going to score, though. No, 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 no. They're, both of them are very athletic. The Their favorite thing to do is through the legs, step back there. That, that, that's their favorite thing to yes. do. That's the signature of both of them. So that, that's the issue. They're the exact same players. So they don't complement each other well at all. Then you... Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that they complement each other. I'm, here's the issue with your team. It is way, way, way too ball dominant. Trey Young and Luka Doncic are the same player. And even, even if they weren't, they're both way too ball dominant. Then you have Giannis. They, the box had to build their entire team around getting Giannis the ball. That wonder why they have such great three-point shooters. That is because Giannis, um, that is just because Giannis needs the, um, the, you know, he's a ball dominant player. He needs the ball to drive, to drive in. He's not. Do I not have, do not, do I not have great three-point shooters? Trey Young, Luka Doncic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 no. that is something. Kevin Durant. Yes, yeah, yeah, no. That's why that, I got this. That is optimal for Giannis. I will admit that. Yes, but Trey Young and Luka Doncic can dribble the ball. That's what. That's all I want them to do. They can dribble and they can shoot. They're not going to have the ball in their hands. Jimmy Butler is a guy. He's he's on defense, and Giannis, he's is the main focus of this guy. I drafted him with my first pick. Okay. Um, what, what what's going to happen in this offense? Hopefully, is that Jokic goes on the post and Giannis is on the perimeter. He is the guy that is running this offense because Jimmy Butler is a guy that drives in. So when Giannis has the ball, the defense is forced to help down on him. And that is where Luka Doncic and Trey Young get their points. Now, maybe it's just a complete even distribution, but um, I think that Giannis would be the guy who scores the most in this 
in this offense, but I don't think it's that much. I think he averages 20, 25 points a game. Mm-hmm. And then the the ideal thing with Jokic is that... No, no, no. Giannis averages like, oh, like 29. Well, oh, no, not in this, this. Okay, okay. Not in this offense. Yeah. Jokic is on the post, and the problem with him is, is that in the NBA, what happens is he's the only guy who is the big threat on his team so that so everyone doubles down doubles up on him jamal and murray. <laughs> jamal murray went off jamal murray's on his team yes but if anything jamal... people were doubling jamal murray <laughs> jamal murray was like michael jordan yes but jamal murray is not as good as luka Doncic or jimmy butler or trey young or Giannis. all four of them are, are going to be the people getting I, I'd argue he's better than trey young but whatever Maybe. They're different in their yeah, facets of yeah. the game. But Jimmy Butler's the most like him, and he's far better. Far better. So, okay. anyway, I don't know. I, I picked my five people for a specific purpose. I think we've gone on, on a tangent way too long. Okay, no. I, I need, let me just make one more point, okay? Yes. Okay. After this piece, okay. So, LeBron, okay. So, there is a reason why none of us drafted LeBron. There's a reason why I took Ben Simmons instead of LeBron. Because LeBron can do it all, right? And he can shoot. But will LeBron be able to take that reduced role? That's also the reason why James Harden isn't in your starting lineup. Will Trey Young and Luka Doncic be able to take that reduced role? I don't think so. That's the issue. It's the mentality. It's like, for instance, why did the Kobe and Shaq thing not work out? On paper, it looks great. But Kobe wanted the ball. That's the issue. All, it did you know, work out. All they, due respect to Kobe. They repeated. Yes, but I know. But then the team fell apart when they were both still in their primes. Like, why did that happen? three championships. No, 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 no. Actually, this is 100% correct. Read anybody. They, this is a major fact. I know they were right. Yes, I know. I know that they were Yes, it is because right. Kobe wanted the ball way too much, and that didn't work in the triangle offense because he wasn't willing to give touches to Shaq, and that is why Shaq got mad, and then he left. And that so was – there was the end of the dynasty. So then I just don't think that Trey Young and Luka Doncic will be able to take that reduced role. Even apart from that – I just think that my team is better in terms of ball movement and off-ball play, which means that we don't have a ton sure, of... Sure, but that's only one part of the game. ...ball dominant to score. I see that you're trying to base your whole team around Giannis, but then like that loses the value of a guy like Trey Young, who can be, you know, ball dominant. Like, I, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, but in... I'm going to just base your whole team just, on Giannis, the, those guys aren't the two floor spaces who I would choose. Those guys, yes, they can make shots and they're very good shooters, but will they be willing to just be floor spacers? In my opinion, I don't think so. And are they athletic enough to get open off the ball? I don't think so. That's the issue. They won't be as effective in terms of floor spacing. Okay, yeah, I see that. But, I mean, look at today's NBA. You have one or two people on each team that is that are that the offense revolves around them. Now, pick any team. Just give me a team. Um, uh, the Knicks. Okay, uh, the Knicks, it revolves around... <laughs> I intentionally made it tough for you. Julius Randle. So, I don't know anyone on the team. Julius okay, Randle. I'll make it a little easier. The Cavaliers. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Okay. It, it, yeah. No, there's nobody except for Colin Sexton. Any good team. Any good team. Any, any good team that make the playoffs. Oh, ooh. The Heat. The heat. Okay. (laughs) Their offense revolves around two people. It revolves revolves around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But what about Tyler Harrow? 
he's not good. He comes off the bench. He's he's way overrated. He had that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play, and then he's, agreed. Did you see that play in the, in the next finals game where LeBron just like threw him to the ground? What about the Warriors recently? Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Warriors recently. How, how, how I mean, yeah, Clay Thompson took his vaccine. Okay, yeah, I see your point. I see your point. Clay Thompson was out the entire year with the torn Achilles. No, 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 no. I was talking about like when they were good. Oh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. And Seth Curry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. We've, oh, we're way over. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I guess leave the only way you can like air quotes comments is by leaving review. Anyway, um, if you really feel passionate about our teams, you can you can leave a comment down below of who you thought drafted the better team. Now, if these two te- if these two teams, assuming they're all healthy, went up against each other in real life, who do you think would win? Mine. That is the question we were asking. I well, I obviously think it's mine, and Jackson obviously thinks it's his. We're letting you decide. So leave your comments down below. Um, yeah, so that has been it for your weekly sports breakdown. Uh, please tune in Saturday to hear more about the NFL, maybe some about the NBA. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We're an all-equal podcast. If you're an NFL fan or an NBA fan, baseball, I'm sorry, you're not a real sport. Neither is soccer. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it's not just a real sport. It's just not a fun sport to talk about. Like, oh, wow, did you see this team? They scored two goals. They're, they're <laughs> offensively yeah, firepower. Exactly. Plus, yeah. it's really – plus, like – I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to infuriate any soccer fans here. But whatever. Yes. <laughs> yes. You clicked on the wrong football. So nice. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So thank you for tuning in. This has been your weekly sports breakdown, um, hosted by Asher and Jackson. Yeah. Tune in. Like we said, tune in Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so long. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.